This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. Mask rider of the plains fought crime and criminals through the length and breadth of seven states. Outlaws could expect no quarter from him, but he never believed that one mistake should ruin a man's life. If a man deserved a second chance, he always received it. And that is why Ohio Silver came to be the battle cry of justice on the frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for North Texas! Jack Bates owned a small, well-kept ranch in northern Texas. He lived there with his wife, Mary. And at the time of our story, the young couple are just about ready to sit down for supper. Mary is standing at the stove while Jack washes in a tin basin. 
Anything else happened while I was at the county seat? Nothing of this, Jack. See, I mentioned the hen. Told you the cows were better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, there was a man come by asking about you. A man? Well, who was it? Didn't say. He was a stranger to me, Jack. Uh, Save the town. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want? Oh, he just said his business was personal. He wouldn't leave a message. Well, what did he look like, Mary? How old was he? Offhand, I'd say about middle age. Huh. That might mean anything from 40 to 60. I didn't like his looks. He had the most frightful scar alongside of his mouth. What? Well, Jack, what's the matter? Do you know him? Tell me more about him. What do you ask about me? What did he say? Jack, for the love of mercy, you've gone pale. But... Let go of my arm, honey. You're hurting me. What did that man with a scar say? Why, he, he just asked if Jack Bates lived here, and I said yes. He said how long had he lived here, and I told him about two years. Then what? Why, I guess that's about all. I told him where you were, and he asked when you'd be back. And I said this evening, and he said thanks, and grinned at me and rode away. Who is he, Jack? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just forget about it, Mary. Forget about it after the way you've acted? Jack, in the name of goodness, what's the matter with you? You act as if that man was going to kill you or something. No, no forget it. Let's sit down. I'm worried, Jack. Did I do or say something I shouldn't have? Don't say anything more about it. Maybe it's someone else. I I won't worry. But you are worried, I can tell. Did Did he say anything about the law? No. He did ask what you looked like and how long I'd known you, but that's all. Oh, it's him, all right. Jack. Well? Are you hiding from someone? How'd you get that idea? Tell me. There's nothing to tell. You act as if you were hiding from the law or something. Is that the case? I said not to say anything more about it, Mary. I'll let it drop. The first time. Huh? The first time since we've been married that you've used that tone of speaking to me. I'm sorry, but... Oh, oh, the door. Stay there. I'll go see who it is. I wonder if it's the same man. Well, if it ain't Jack Beats. You. I suppose you remember me, don't you? I... I guess you must have made a mistake, stranger. You're the second man that's been by here thinking I'm some other Jack Bates. Huh? Why are you... What do you want here? Say, what sort of game are you trying to play telling me you ain't the man My I... wife. I didn't want her to know. Oh, I see. So you ain't forgot Lem Halstead then, eh? I know you all right, Halstead. What do you want here? How did you know I wanted something? You wouldn't come here otherwise. Did your wife know that you was one time known as Morton? No. Don't mention that name around here. Hmm. You ain't shot up anyone since you took your new name, have you? No. Look here, Halstead. Suppose I... you and me walk over past the hen house where we can talk without your wife over here. And... What suits me? There's nothing to talk about unless... Unless I got something to say. It just happens I have. You ain't acted glad to see me, Bates. See, I'm willing to use your new name. Maybe I'll turn out to be a blame good friend of yours. Come on. You never was a friend of anyone. How'd you find me? It took some time. You can bet on that. What are you after? Jack, I suppose you know there's a standing reward for you. Well? I could use that reward money. I'd hate to ride to the county seat and tell the sheriff what I well, know. If you'd hate but... to, then, then you likely won't do it, huh? That's why I come to you first. I suppose you know they still want you for murder in Kansas. I, I suppose so. Being as I'm broke, I need that reward money. Of course, if we could talk the thing over so as I wouldn't stand to lose nothing by keeping what I know to myself, then I could get away from here. Likely never see you again. Not that you needed more money. Then you'd come back. It ain't likely. Look here, Halstead. I don't have any cash. I couldn't pay you anything if I wanted to. Hmm. Got the farm, ain't you? But it's not We can so make that... a deal without too much trouble. You went to jail, you'd lose the farm. Now sit down here at the edge of the royal jig, and I'll outline just what's on my mind. Lem, you know the situation when I when I got into that scrape in Kansas. I wasn't more than a kid. I I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't mean to start trouble. But you did. You're the one who planned the whole thing. You roped me in on it, and you know it. I thought ever since then that you framed it so as I take the blame. Instead of that, 
You were caught, and I got away. I was caught, all right, and I served my term. A good many years. Now I'm a free man, Savvy. But you ain't. And Sheriff Masters in Kansas don't forgive or forget. He wants you, Morton. Stop it. <laughs> I should say Jack Beats. <laughs> you see, I'm reformed now. I'm going straight. Huh. By blackmailing me. It ain't blackmailing. All I want is a reward of standing for you. I've gone straight. I've changed my name and settled down. Masters don't care about that. You see, I should get a sight more than a reward. Because all the time I spent in the calaboose when you should have been there with me. How much do you want? How much you got? The reward's a thousand dollars. I can't raise that much cash. No? Now ain't that too bad. And my wife. If she knew... She'll know, sure enough. The law comes and takes you more... I should say Bates. <laughs> Funny how I keep forgetting your new name, ain't it? <laughs> if you was to go back and spend the rest of your life in jail, you'd sure lose your farm. So if I was in your place, I'd sooner give up the farm if need be... To keep out of jail. You are Now you just sit there and think it over. Yeah. I'll get back to my horse and pull on. Be back maybe tomorrow for your answer. Uh, I'll think things over. Yeah. You think them over, Jack. Think things over. Think things over. Think things over. Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him and close his mouth. One shot and that would end it. He's known as a killer. He's done a term in jail. Go on. Draw your gun. Draw your gun, Jack. It means your home, your happiness, your wife. That's it. Cock it. Hurry and fire. He's mounting his horse. Hurry and fire. Just one shot, that's all. One shot. No. I can't. I can't. I won't. I won't do it. Get up there. Why? I couldn't do it. I'm glad you didn't fire. Why? Who are you? Take it easy, Bates. Masked. Where were... You must have been down in the Arroyo. I was. You heard... Enough to understand the situation. I had my gun leveled on you. You'd drawn back in the trigger, I'd have blasted your gun out of your hand. Where'd you come from? Who are you? And that engine? Me, Tonto. You see, if you tried to silence that man, there'd have been two witnesses to another murder. But I... I couldn't do it, I... I understand, Bates. You called me Bates. That's twice you called me Bates. You heard my real name. Perhaps I called you Bates because I'm more or less on your side. My side? Lem Holstead served time in prison in Kansas. Yeah. In Sheriff Masters County. Yeah. That's where they're still looking for you. That affair was ten years or more ago. You must have been pretty young. Well, I, I was only 17. I see. But who are you? Where'd you come from? We were watering our horses in the spring down below there. Here, Silver Scout. Well, I suppose you'll try and them Halstead to that reward now. Perhaps not. Well, where, where are you going? Right now, we're heading for Kansas. Heading for Kansas. That means it won't be long before Sheriff Masters will be trying to get me out of this county so he can throw me in jail for murder. The next day. I told you yesterday you had to be back for your answer. What about it, Morton? Not so loud. I, I don't want Mary to hear. Well, I don't hang to stay around these parts very long. Let me know, Prano, if you aim to pay me or go to jail in Kansas. I've got to have some time. Let me see what I can do, Lem. How much time? Well, uh, a couple of days. Well, make it for sure, then. I'll be back day after tomorrow. And you better have the cash. Get up there. Why, I don't know what to do. Jack? Oh, oh, yeah, Mary? Come inside, Jack. I want to talk to you. Yes, Mary? Isn't there something you want to tell me? I... I don't know. I heard that man call you Morton. Yes, he called me Morton. You did a little talking in your sleep last night, too. I suppose the only thing to do is to tell you everything. But a lot sooner you would. Mary, a man can't hide his past, especially if there's a big mistake in it. 
It always catches up to him sooner or later. I thought, being as I had gone straight all these years, I could marry you, settle down here in Texas, and, and be happy. But it's no use. You were in on a killing, weren't you? How'd you know? You kept saying, Killer Morton in your sleep. Oh, did I? And you were thinking about his son. Your son, growing up and being known as the killer son. Mary, I'll tell you the whole story. Maybe you can decide what to do. It all started when Lem Halstead put a proposition up to me. I was just past 17. He was around 30 then. I didn't know he was planning a robbery, but that's what he was doing. We were seen, and there was one shot. Run! Run! We're seen! You shot him! I got away, and Lem Halstead was caught. Well, that's the whole story, Mary. The law still wants me in Kansas. I believe you, Jack. Even if you weren't really to blame, you'd have to pay for it. Eight years, Mary. Eight years, during which I tried to square myself with the world. I joined the army, fought engines, took all kinds of chances. But I wasn't ever hurt, not even wounded. So I figured that the Lord had forgiven me. He sees things sometimes different than the law does. Yes, Jack. Now, do you still have any use for me? I love you, Jack. What's a wife for if it's not to stick to her husband through all sorts of trouble? Oh, Mary. There's no use paying them halt, Dad. That wouldn't be the honest thing. Well, if, if I do sell the place here and pay him, that masked man of the redskin will likely report me anyhow. The only thing to do is to write to the sheriff and surrender yourself. At least ten years in jail. Maybe longer. I'll be waiting, Jack. You know that. And, and the little fellow that's coming. Mary, what of him? He'll be waiting, too. Or, or she... At least you'll have squared yourself with everyone, and then you can face the world for the fine, honest man you are. I wouldn't even see him in all that time. He, he wouldn't see me, his own Paul, until, until he was half-grown. But he'd love you, Jack. I'd tell him all about you and how fine and good you were, and he'd be looking forward the same as me for the time when, when you'd come back home. Then, if that's what you want, it is, Jack. I'll, I'll ride to the county seat tomorrow. I'll give myself up. Tell the sheriff to send me to Kansas and. And Sheriff Masters. You're brave, Jack. I... I haven't been. I'm proud of you. And somehow I... I have a feeling you won't have to go to jail. You don't know Sheriff Masters. We'll see. Remember, Sheriff Masters doesn't know you. Before the next act of our Lone Ranger drama, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate Box! What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are boxes just about for all collectors! To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. When Lem Halstead threatened to turn Jack Bates over to Sheriff Masters, Jack decided to give himself up. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode to Kansas and investigated the ten-year-old crime for which Bates was wanted. Then they headed for a railroad station where a gleaming wire showed them that there was a telegraph. Tonto, there's a station right ahead. Mm, that could. We can use that telegraph and check on the report we've had of Jack Morton. We'll save a lot of time. Mm. Those reports are true. We may be able to help him more than he thinks. Maybe, maybe feller not send message. I think you'll send it all right. <laughs> we, we make them. Maybe there's a robot. Hi, stranger. I want to speak to you. You're mad. Yes. Get away. This ain't no place for mad men. Stay there with the horses, Tonto. No, no, not so fast. Don't try to slam that door. Now, see here. There ain't nothing here that's worth robbing. I don't want to rob you. All I want is for you to send a message. I can't do it unless it's uh, railroad business. Yes, you can. It's government business. Yeah? Here's the message I want sent. But, see here, mister, this ain't government business. Yes, it is the business of the government to give men the right to life and liberty. That message means all of that to the men concerned. Jack Morton. Say. Well? I was talking with the operator down Texas way this morning. Talking to him? On the telegraph, I mean. We sort of visit back and forth. Well? He told me about Jack Morton. He surrendered himself to the sheriff. He did? Yeah. They're sending word to Sheriff Masters up here to go and get him. He's wanted for a murder he'd done ten years ago. I know he is. Fact is, he's on his way here right now. There's a couple of deputies bringing him. Sheriff Masters is south of here, between here and the Texas border. Just so. And he come a long way north to get to this office? Yeah. If Sheriff Masters is the kind of man I think, he'll waste no time with Jack Morton. Or Bates, as he calls himself now. Masters don't waste time with no one. You'll have Morton tried first thing in the morning, chances are. Then they'll be set to hang him a night if they don't lynch him. They won't hang him, will they? Sure they will. He's been a fugitive too long to get anything else. Send that message and get me an answer as soon as you can. Well, I'll do it, mister, even if it is again the rules. My friend will stay around here two or more days if necessary. It may take that long before the answer comes. Tonto, uh, I'm riding for Sheriff Masters County. You stay here. As soon as the message comes from Washington, bring it to me. Why, you go to try and postpone a hanging... The Lone Ranger headed south. Meanwhile, Jack Morton had been taken north from Texas to Sheriff Masters, who immediately called for a trial. While the masked rider urged his great horse, Silver, to its utmost speed, Jack was brought before the judge. Yes, I did it all right. I came to surrender. That's all we need to know, Judge. He's confessed to the crime all right. You plead guilty? Yes. Married, eh? Well, this, this is my wife. She came with me, Your Honor. Well, there's nothing for the jury to decide. Stand up close to the bar and hear your sentence. Yes, sir. If you'd been captured at the time, you would have had ten years. As it is, you've been a fugitive from justice. You've cost the county no end of time, money, and trouble. You understand that? Yes, sir. For that, you get the maximum. I sentence you to hang by the neck till dead. No! No, you can't do that! That's all those great legs of yours, old boy! Hey, old Silver! Away! 
Taken to prison, stunned by the grim penalty that had been meted out, Jack sat in his cell with his wife on the opposite side of the bars. There were only a few short hours before he was to hang. Jack, Jack, I can't believe it. It can't be true. Mary, I, I was willing to pay, but this... I'm going to talk to the sheriff. It won't do no good. But it won't do any harm. The Lone Ranger drew closer to his goal, but he realized how quickly a sentence of death would be carried out. Silver responded to his urging with even greater speed. Come on, Silver! A man's life is at stake! A good man's life! Him if you remind to, he's a good man. Sorry, Mrs. Morton, but the law's the law. Can't you understand? It's not just me, but there's a little one coming. Mm, it's too bad. But he killed him. That was ten years ago. He wasn't more than a boy. He should have thought of that before he married you. Lem Holstead was only given ten years. He wasn't killed. Sure, he was weak kneed, that's why. Now, there's nothing more to talk about. You can stay here in my office if you want to. The hanging is over. Oh, heaven help us. Jake, you stay here with Mrs. Morton. I'll go with Pete and Lefty and the prisoner. All right, Sheriff. Sheriff, this is murder you're doing. The law is the law. But, Sheriff... All set, Sheriff? Come on, we'll get him out in the cell and take him to where the boys are waiting for us. The rope's all set. The sooner we get this done with, the better. I hate like sin to do it, but... Well, we gotta show the rest of the folks that crime don't pay in Kansas. That's right. Got the keys? Yeah. Sheriff? Yeah? My wife. Did she talk to you? Yeah. You're gonna let me out? Yeah. Then then you've changed your mind? Changed my mind. You're going to let me go? Can't do it, Jack. Well, then why? It ain't for me to say. The law spoke, and all I can do is carry out the law. You mean... You're going now, Morton. I reckon it'll be best if you don't see your wife again. Come on. No. No, you can't do it. Sheriff... Now, don't make trouble. We got two men here to rope you if we have to do it. There just ain't no way to get around the law. No, I... I reckon they ain't. That's the way to take it, Morton. And I thought... Oh, what a fool. You thought what? That, that I'd been forgiven. There's the boys right ahead. Hey, there's someone coming there. Oh, oh that's the mask man. Who? He's riding hard. Maybe he's got word for you, Sheriff. He's heading right this way. Likely he wants to share the reward. Hey, what's this mean? Look out there! Stop that! Look out for that horse! This way! Come on, Jack! Do something for me! But you! Get your gun! Never got the chance to use the gun. Knock me clean off my feet. Where's his wife? I'll hold her. That's what I'll do. You boys round up a party. Scouring the country for them, too. Alongside Morton when we get him. What did you say? He got away. My husband, isn't he going to hang? He'll hang, but not as planned. We've got to get him back first. I never see nothing like the way that masked man rid up, lifted him to the white horse and high tail. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You're staying here till we get your husband back. Savvy that? I'm glad to. I'm glad to stay here forever as long as Jack is alive. <laughs> Several days went by. The sheriff's posse was unable to find any sign of Jack or the masked man. 
And finally, the deputies returned to town. Sheriff Masters refused to give up. What sort of men are you? Them two couldn't disappear into thin air. We sure hunted high and low for him. Then get out and hunt some more. I want both them men, dead or alive. He's still alive. You, do you know where he's hiding? No, Sheriff. If I thought you did... I wouldn't tell you if I did. Huh. Now look here, Mrs. Morton. You can't stay in this here office from now on. Then put me in the jail. I, I can't do that neither. You ain't committed no crime. No, and I don't think Jack did either. Look... Suppose I had to let you go back to Texas. I wouldn't go, Sheriff. Why not? Because I wouldn't know whether Jack was alive or dead. I wouldn't know whether or not he'd been found and brought back. Dad, rat at all. You can't stay here. I can't lock you up. My missus can't go on a feet and you letting you sleep in our place. Hi. Sheriff, we got an Indian here. Well, what about him? Me, Tondo. 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 Huh? Jack spoke of him. What about him? What are you bringing him here for? He read him the town and one of the boys recognized him as a friend of the masked man. Yeah. They seen him last night. He was building a fire on Dead Man's Hill. And this morning he was keeping that same fire going and heaping wet stuff on to make the smoke signal. Oh. And who are you signaling to? Me send message. To who? To good friend. The masked man? Uh, what for? Me tell him, come back. Come back? You mean he'll come here on account of you sending the smoke signal? That's right. Maybe him come heap soon. He can't be close enough to see that signal. If he was, we'd have found him. Him high trail plenty good. What? What's that? Here they come. Here they got him. The masked man and the other. He surrendered, Sheriff. But he won't give up his guns and take off his mask off. Oh, 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 oh. You wait, sir. He got guns. You ain't on the two, huh? You keep back. It was the message, fellow. Yeah. He got here. Give it to the sheriff. What's this? Sheriff, while you were arresting Morton, I sent a message to Washington to the War Department. Jack Morton had a fine army record. Good enough to merit a lot of things. Army record? Jack, Jack, why don't you stay away? What'd you come back for? We're trusting the masked man, Mary. Donald waited for the replies to come in, Sheriff. And I had to take Morton away so we wouldn't be dead when his pardon arrived. Pardon? The War Department sent word to the governor of Kansas. He's sending a pardon by a fast rider. Isn't that what the message says, Otto? That's right. That's why me send smoke signals. He sure says them very things, stranger. Sheriff, you're a hard man, but I reckon you're honest. You, you won't hang until that pardon has a chance to get here, will you? No, Dad Rabbit. Morton, I'm glad it's coming. I'm glad for the sake of your wife and... and <laughs> well, for the sake of your whole doggone family.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o silver, the Lone Ranger. grazing land of Texas brought wealth and prosperity to many of the early settlers in the western United States. But before the days of the open range passed, there were many bitter fights between the men who raised cattle and those who raised sheep. The masked rider of the plains did his best to settle the disputes without bloodshed. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order to the frontier, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early west itself. And now return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Maggie McGee's ranch. Hello, Silver! Maggie McGee, a young widow, was the leader of the sheep herders in the district surrounding Cripple Creek. The cattleman resented her prosperity and had tried to drive her out of the territory without success. One day, Pete Dexter made a final effort to buy her out. Well, I ain't going, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, wait a minute, Maggie. Wait, nothing. I don't like your face, your style, your way of doing business, or anything about you, Pete Dexter. I don't even like the way you comb your hair. You don't have to like me, Dad Reddit, Maggie. You like cash, though, don't you? No. What? What good's cash? Can't eat it? Now it'll use it to keep the house warm. All cash is good for is to spend for things a body can use. Well, all right, then. I don't like cash, and I like the things that cash will buy. Well, then, love of Pete, Maggie, stop being such a cantankerous fire eater so a man can talk sense to you. Thank me, it's the company. Now make yourself scarce, Dexter. 
Go on back amongst your cattle-growing partners. This country ain't big enough for the two of us. No? You don't hear me complaining. You shouldn't. Your pesky sheep can get grazing in water all right, but they spoil the country for cows. Cows won't even drink from the stream down below your place just because you're sheep drinking in it. <laughs> ain't none of my worry if your critters are so particular. Look, Maggie, one of us has got to go. Then go. I ain't going to miss you none. Me and the common don't aim to go. I've given you warnings before. Mm-hmm. I've tried a plenty of underhanded schemes to get rid of me. Now, listen But me. you got fooled every time. Why, you... Save your breath, Dexter. You've been making threats for as long as I can remember. I declare I'd think there was something wrong if I didn't hear you spouting threats every couple of weeks. This is the last time, Aggie McGee. I'm telling you point blank here and now that you sail out to the cattlemen and Val Moose or by thunder we'll move you. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. You'd better heed what I said. Oh, sure. Sure, Pete. Now, will you get before I stick the dog on you? Well, You've got to hear what price we'll pay for your land. You sell out, the rest of the sheep will do the same. Don't care what the price is. It ain't enough. It's fair, I ain't you? selling. Now, I reckon I've stood about all of your company I can stand. Come on, Brownie. Stick him. Oh, wait. All right. Get down now. Look at his gun. Right down, fella. There. That's a good fella. <laughs> I do declare Brownie Pete Dexter is the biggest fool I ever heard of. The nerve of him thinking I'd take his threat serious and sell out. <laughs> Quiet, Johnny. <laughs> you again, Dexter? It's me, Maggie. Lamb. Oh. Morning, Lamb. Hi there, Brownie. What's the idea you making so much noise? Dexter was just here. I had to let the dog in to chase the pesky rat. Dexter, huh? Ah, that's bad. What's bad about it? I don't take him serious. I know, Maggie. You never did before, but... But... But What? Well, them cowmen are sure up again it these days. Why so? Water. That's their hard luck. Springs have gone dry, and about the only water is what comes through the creek. That's oh, savvy. And the cows won't touch water after sheep have used it. Just so. He's raised his cow to be so fussy that's his tough luck. Oh, you know better than to say anything of that sort, Maggie. It ain't only Dexter. It's all the cattlemen downstream. Mm-hmm. How's your own sheep, Lim? Mm, doing first rate. But I'm a fear to Dexter and his crowd. I ain't. He would be if you got to town at all. There's a sinful lot of talking going on. There ain't no telling how far the common will go to get us out in this country. How'd the rest of the sheep herders feel? They're downright worried. We all been working hard to fix a good strong fence between our section and the Dexter line. The open range they're complaining about. Yeah, but they figure on taking over all our ranches, taking our houses and barns and everything. They wouldn't go that far, would they? I'm a feared so. It's a case of them taking downright desperate measures or losing all their stock on account of water. That's their own problem. The law says these places belong to us and by Juniper Lamb, we're hanging on to them. That ain't all, Maggie. Wait till you hear the rest. Well? The cowmen are bringing in professional gunslingers. They are? Yes, sir. And paying five dollars a day, free cartridges, and a bounty on every sheep herder they get when the war starts. They can't. Well, they sure as thunder are. Gosh, Lynn, I can't believe it. I know Pete's done a lot of talking in his day. But I'm afraid that this time he means business. Bringing in gunslingers. They ain't handing out five dollars a day just to bluff, Maggie. One of these days, the whole bunch of them are going to come over the line and tell us to pack up and get, or stay and get buried. But the law... Maggie, the law gets sort of hard to see in at times. Them cattlemen have the sheriff on their side, and like there's not the U.S. Marshal as well. Doggone it, Lynn. There may be a real range war before this is done with. Won't be much of a war, Maggie. You know how many sheepmen they are. Doggone few. The cowmen have ten to our one to start with. And with the fighters they're bringing in. Then, mm. you said there was talking in town. Just so. Well, that same talking has really got me worried. 
stay here and get shot down or, or clear out. Gosh, there just ain't much to choose. The Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, were riding toward Cripple Creek. As long as we're near here, Tonto, let's stop off at Maggie McGee's place and see how she's made out since the last time we saw her. Not good. I wonder how permanent the peace we made a year ago has been. We not know yet. The town's just ahead, and we haven't very much further beyond that to go. We go see Dexter, Maggie, woman. We'll call on Maggie. I don't think Pete Dexter and the cattlemen would be very glad to see us. And then not remember you. Don't you think so, Tonto? No. Them not see much last time. I guess that's right. We acted the last time without showing ourselves to the Dexter men, except for a couple of minutes. Hey there, partner. Oh, oh who's gone? Oh. Glad to see you. Ain't you kind of foolish wearing your mask to come here? Why are you glad to see me? Shucks, the more the merrier. <laughs> Reckon the news of Dexter's hind gunman has spread through the hull of the Badlands, ain't it? Has it? Gosh, I heard it, and I was sure deep in the Badlands. A team of oxen couldn't have dragged me out if I hadn't been told for sure that the sheriff sort of closing his eyes till the sheep and cow war settled. I see. You mean with Maggie, woman? Yeah. Them dreaded sheep herders ain't got to be moved. What have they ever done to you? Me? Nothing. Then why do you dislike them? Mm, that's easy to tell. Dexter and the cowmen have paid me five a day to line up with them. For five bucks and bullets, I can sure hate the other side of plenty. Has the range war started yet? Ah, but it'll start most any time now. What are the plans? Well, you see, Dexter's outfit has to live here for some time. That's why they'd as soon not be too active in the shooting. Maybe the U.S. Marshal might get the full notion of holding court for murder or something. I see. But if we ins from the Badlands do the shooting and get our pay and hightail back to where we come from, the law can just hunt us as long as it pleases. Whatever happens, Dexter can blame it on us. And he's really serious about wiping out the sheepmen. You're doggone right. There should be plenty of grazing for both. Ain't grazing, it's water. The sheep are upstream, you see. Oh, yes. Cows won't touch the water and the springs have gone dry. Where are we supposed to meet? Dexter's place. By the way? Soon as you can get there. Soon as all the boys are ready, they'll move into the sheep section and order everyone out. Burn down the houses if they don't move out and start the shooting. Me, I hope they don't move. I'd sure as thunder like to unlimber my guns on. How many men from the Badlands are on hand? Eh, ten, twelve or so. Is that engine riding with you? Yes. Dexter figures to hire about a score of men. There'll be plenty. And five dollars a day and bullets. Eh, just so. Now, you just ride straight on. Then when you get to the Cripple Creek, follow it upstream and you'll see Dexter's. This is the first big ranch you come to. Very well. Further upstream is Maggie McGee's place. That's the headquarters of the sheep people. The rest of them are scattered around her place close by. Very well. Come on, Tonto. Get him up, Scott. Come on, soldier. Tried to give her a warning, but she wouldn't take it. Seek the dog out of me instead. We'll fix her and the whole tribe, Dexter. We sure will. I remember, boys. 
All my regular hands, and Emma Barton and Grant, will ride along with you. We'll sure have a sizable band of men. There'll be about 50, all told. <laughs> the sheep men won't have a chance. Our regular men could handle it, but i got to have some professional gun toters to take the blame for the shootings. None of you gents could object to one or two more notches in the butt of your shooting iron. <laughs> How soon do we start? Maybe tomorrow night. The sooner the better. You giving them folks another chance to sell out? No. Then why wait? Sure, let's start tonight, Dexter. What's the sense of waiting? I expect a couple more men to join up with us. I'll wait till tomorrow and give them the chance to get here. Where's our bunk? On the grass or inside? All you extra men can sleep in the stable if you don't like the sky for a roof. Huh? I don't expect the war will last long. Sure, it's a long ways to come for a couple of days' pay. I'll guarantee a week's pay anyhow. That's fair, ain't it? Suits me. I reckon so. I come for the fun of it more than the money. I'll go over everything once more, and then we'll break up till tomorrow sundown. We all leave here and ride to Maggie McGee's first. We tell her point blank it's a case of get out and take the sheep along. But stay and get shot up. Hear that, Tuttle? Tuttle, That dog of hers starts yapping. Shoot the critter. Shoot the critter anyhow, just to show we ain't fooling. Tuttle, listen carefully while I tell you what to do. Don't listen. Just shoot right then and there and set the house afire. Then move on to the next place. And two gun lamps and Scar Jackson, Squid Olson, Dan Deckett. Tuttle, member, outlaw name. Now come on back to our horses. You'll get that message through, won't you, Tuttle? Huh? Me do that. I'm going to ride for Maggie McGee and have a talk with her tonight. You ride hard and tell the U.S. Marshal what I told you. Want to do that? All right. Ready then, Tuttle? Get him up, scout. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After he learned that the cattlemen were hiring outlaws to fight the sheep herders, the Lone Ranger sent Tonto for the marshal and then rode to Maggie McGee's ranch. The fact that you just happened along, mister, sure proves to me that there's real trouble afoot. Just like Lenny here told me. I think Dexter and his men will go a lot further than they did the last time. Just what I says, mister. Ain't that so, Maggie? I hate to say so, Len, but she was right. Why, Dad, rat them. They're bringing in outlaws from all sides. There'll be about 20 gunmen here. Mm-hmm. More than enough to wipe us out. And the regular waddies from the cowmen's ranches will be with them. Close to 50 men, ain't it? Yes. That settles it. It don't settle nothing, Len. This thing can't be settled till it's done in a fair and square way. And shooting us up won't do it. Well, for me, Maggie, I don't hanker to stay here and be shot up. Quit. <laughs> A man can't be condemned as a quitter for thinking his own hide is worth more than a pack of sheep. There's principle involved. Ain't that so, mister? That's exactly it, Maggie. Property rights for citizens are being established these days. The things that are done now will be the foundation for the ways things will be done for the generations to come. Yeah? Well, the generations to come can do what they want. I ain't anxious to get planted premature for them. Perhaps you won't need to be them. Huh? You'll get the sheepmen together and follow a plan. I Shut your mouth, them. Ain't the math man showed us the way out once before? Now, let's listen to his scheme. That's all I ask of you. Well, I can't stand to lose nothing by listening. But that don't say I'll take to it. You will, doggone your skinny neck, or I'll take care of you before them gunmen get around to doing it. They plan to strike tomorrow night. How do you know? I was mistaken for one of the outlaws. Instead of going to the meeting, I listened outside and came here before going to Dexter. You're going to Dexter? For a while. Now, here's what you'll have to do tomorrow night.
The following day at sundown, the outlaws went to Dexter for their orders. Now, boys, the best way to do will be to go out in sections. Who's first? Let me be sure to get in. You'll all have the chance to get in on the fun. And don't get over anxious. Remember, you're not to shoot or set any fires unless you have to. No. you got to get that through your heads. I don't want murder unless there ain't no other way out. I got an idea that when Maggie sees she can't bluff us no longer, she'll give in. If she does, she's to have the chance to leave this section. Yeah. Oh, what? Ah, this is going to be a no good rainfall. I ain't anxious to have murder. But there ain't no other way. That's what it'll have to be. I'm glad you said that, Dexter. You're glad? Yes. Say, just who are you, anyhow? Take that mask off. And let every one of you know that I was in on this affair? No, Dexter. If you want my guns, you take the mask, too. We should have kept our names out in this, too. Are we ready to start? Sure. Two men right on ahead. Go through the strip, close to the creek, right upstream, and wait outside of Maggie's place. Me and the others will follow along. All right. Wait. Well? Are you sure you're going to follow? Mean I said so? We don't want to do all the dirty work and have you turn us over to the law instead of having to pay us. He's a fire-thinking critter, ain't he? Remember, Dexter, if you don't come along, we'll come back. You've got to be in this as deep as we are, and to be sure you won't squeal on us. We'll be along. Well, well. Come on, then, then. Good. Indian, you get plenty of rewards for this. No, me not want reward. Every one of those killers is wanted by the law. This will be the biggest roundup of crooks this section has ever known. You not shoot mask, friend. Oh, don't worry, Tonto. I savvy that he's with them only to make sure they come this way. Stand ready, boys. Come on, All right, close in. You're surrounded. Take them up. It's the law. The Got every one of you by thunder. This is a night to go down in history. You double-crossing. I've been waiting for you a long time, Lefty. Our jail will hold us. It ain't gonna need to hold you long, Scar. Just long enough to find you guilty of enough to hang. I'll get square I'll bet Dexter double-crossed us. Come on. Heard to pack him to town, boy. Hey, get this last man, too. He's one of us. Get him. You gotta take him, too. <laughs> now, ain't that too bad? He got clean away. But the best time you won't get away. <laughs> Boys, I'm afraid them blame fools started shooting without giving them folks a chance. Well, if they done that, Dexter, then I won't pay my share. Me neither. Well, there ain't but one thing we can do. That's to keep right on riding until we find out the truth. I ain't seen no fire started up yet. Maybe them outlaws are looting the building before firing them. They were sure enough gunplay. Well, it wasn't long, but it was sharp. There's Maggie's place. Yeah, light it up, too. Wonder where all the boys are at. I don't see no houses around nowhere. This is telecom mysterious. Right up here. This just ain't natural. Ranch, you and a couple others come inside the house with me. The rest of the boys look around outside. Yeah, and while you're looking, see if you can't spot some dead sheep. Come on, Granny. Pete, maybe I've got the situation doped out. Well? It don't seem possible that they've all cleared out just as they were supposed to, but I'll bet that's what's been done. Maggie, you in there? Knock on the door again. I'm going in. Hey, Maggie! You here? Maggie McGee! 
house is sure enough empty. Empty and lighted up. Every lamp is going full blast. I'm going to look around. Them killers must have got their orders mixed and driven them off before we got here. Maybe she's dead in the next room. I'll have a look. Gosh, I hope she ain't. I most have to open the door and find out. Go on, Pete. Open it. I've done a heap of talking, but gosh, I'd hate to see Maggie dead. She wasn't a bad sort. Maybe we... Maybe we went too far, Pete. Well, you can't back out now. Go on, look inside. She ain't here. Her kit bag was always in that stand in the corner. That's gone. And her dresser's cleaned right off, and what extra clothes she had are gone from them hooks. Hey, there's a note propped up again in the picture. Let me see that. What's it say? Uh, Grant. Grant, she's cleared out. She has. She's done just what we wanted her to do. Cleared out complete and took her clothes and personal things along with her. She says I can have this house and welcome to it. <laughs> well, I'll be. That I can have the land and use this part of the Cripple Creek for cows. Oh, poor Maggie. Guys, she must have felt mighty bad. But then we couldn't do nothing else, Pete. I reckon not. Hey, Pete, we looked around outside. Well, find anything? The rain's all cleared off. Ain't a sheep inside. What about the other houses? They're all vacated. Every sheepman around is cleared out. Pete, it's a victory. Why, gosh, all fish hooks. This thing has worked out even better than we dared to hope. If anyone would have told me this would happen, I'd have said they was plumb loco. Dexter. Oh, there's one of the men. Where's all the rest? The law has them. The law? Not the sheriff. No. The United States Marshal found out that a lot of wanted men were here. He set a trap and captured them. You the only one who got away? Yes, I'm the only one. <laughs> Grant, this is the best evening I ever seen. Now we don't even have to pay their man. So you're... Oh, hold on. Hold on, mister. You you get paid all right. Maybe you sent the marshal to get them. No, no, I swear I didn't. Every one of those men think you did. Well, then they'll think the same of me. What else can they think? If any one of them ever gets out of jail, he'll come to square accounts. By murder. That's the only way those men know to square accounts. Pete, there ain't but one thing I'm to not do. a killer. You needn't worry about me, Dexter. But you'd better make certain none of those other men get out of jail. Hey, well, that is... Uh... The marshal will expect you and the sheriff to give them all the help you can to hang those killers. But you? What about you? I came here to tell you that this house and all the other houses are yours. Maggie and Lem and all the rest herded all the sheep today and moved them away from here. Good. I'll pay you off. Then. I don't want your money. Hey, there's a buckboard coming. Who's bringing that? That's Maggie McGee's voice. It's Maggie herself. You men stay right where you are. There's a few things to say to you. I've got a plenty to say, you ornery scheming cow to you, Pete Dexter. <laughs> I thought you'd get the best of me, huh? Maggie, you paid out of here. You're doggone right I did. Leave that buckboard and come on in here, Lem. I'm coming, Maggie. Where did you now go? Now, you listen. I think I'll do some of the talking, and this will be the last time I'll have anything to say to you and your partners. You wanted our place here. Well, yeah, Maggie. It was just the water. Well, you got it. You rid away from your own homes to come and take ours. We moved out bag and baggage. We took our sheep and circled north to leave these places for you. Yeah? Then after you and your ugly-faced partners left your houses, we just moved in. Yeah. Your what? Moved in? What about my wife and kids? Your wife and kids are packing up. We told them they was moving. You can't... Dexter, you... I've took your house. <laughs> it's better than this one, but it should be. You got water here where you didn't have before. You better move your stock tomorrow or we'll move it for you. You can't get away with this. Why not? You can't live in two houses at the same time, can you? It's a fair exchange, Dexter. You can straighten out the matter of deeds later on. But you and us can't use the same creek. We Why? We're going to when you're living here. All your clothes and things are on that buckboard outside, Dexter. Fact is, you're moved. <laughs> Dexter, your cows wouldn't touch the Cripple Creek water after the sheep used it. No. But if your cows use it here, upstream from the sheep, both cows and sheep will get all the water they need. Why, doggone it, Dexter? The man's man's right. Why, I... By thunder, he is right. It's as simple as that. The trouble is, Pete, when you get all head up, you get me mad. And then we're both too doggone hot-headed to sit down and talk sane and work things out around the meeting. You can both live here from now on. 
And this should be a real end to the feud you've been having. Maggie, as far as I'm concerned, the deal goes. Me too. And me. It better. If I don't, there'll be a first-class jailbreak, and about a score or two gunmen will be hankering for your hide. Gosh, Maggie, without range troubles to talk over, I won't have no reason to be calling at your house frequent. Uh, your new house, I mean. I'll sure miss seeing you. <laughs> you can stay around as much as you please, Len. Sakes alive, without you around to laugh at, I'd get plumb lonesome. But you, Pete Dexter, and all your breed, stay out. I've just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. 
fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. men gathered around the campfire in the early days of the western United States, stories were told of the masked rider of the plains. Astride his great horse silver, he rode through the new territory in the cause of justice. No man was ever known to beat him to the draw, and no man could match his courage and resourcefulness. And now return with us to thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, silver! We're heading for Roaring Death! As our story opens, Sheriff Hawkins is tacking a notice on the wall of the cafe in Roaring Gap. The men of the town crowd around him. Uh, what's it say? Is it a reward notice? Wanted, dead or alive, Red Barber. Red Barber, huh? $1,000 for him. $1,000? That's a big reward. It's worth every dime of it to get Red Barber. Who is he, Sheriff? What's he done? Ask me what he ain't done, and I can tell you quicker. Horse stealing, murder, stage robbing, rustling, swindling, kidnapping. There ain't a crime in the book he ain't been accused of. Land sakes. He's a two-gun man and pies and fast with either hand. He ain't appeared a man or beast. And he can lick his weight in wildcats. Ain't he got no partner, Sheriff? Nary a one. He plays a lone wolf game, that hombre does. Where was he seen last, Sheriff? Clem Purdy claims he seen him over to Calabash. And Luke Sewell thinks he's the one that busted open the safe in the express office over to Big Ben. Safe busted too, eh? I told you there ain't nothing he won't turn his hand to. I can't figure what he does with all he steals. Maybe he don't do nothing with it. What do you mean? Well, maybe he's one of these fellows that steals for the love of stealing and for being known as the worst hombre in the state. Worst in the state, my eye. He's the worst in the whole doggone world, including Indians. Ah, here comes that old tightwad, Evan Lawler. Sheriff! Sheriff! What's on your mind, Ebenezer? What's all this I hear about Red Barber being around these parts? Well, what'd you hear? Ebby Watsworth come into my store tonight just as I was closing shop. And she tells me about you making mention of Red Barber. Well, we ain't sure he's around here. A reward notice about him just come in, that's all. Uh, Eppie, she got the idea it was Red Barber himself come on the stage. There was some mysterious acting stranger on it. Eppie Wadsworth never did get things straight. But you see a stranger. I seen the stranger come into town myself. There was nothing mysterious about him, nothing at all. 
He talks like an Easterner, don't have much to say. And he ain't been seen around here before. But that don't make him mysterious, and it don't make him Red Barber, not by a darn. I just hope Barber don't get the idea of robbing my store. If he'd heard about it, he might try and rob it. It'll serve you right if he did, you stingy old weasel. What do you mean, speaking to me like that? Ebenezer Lawyer, you're the stingiest coyote I ever know. I got a right to be, ain't I? I ain't kissing or kin in the world to take care of me after I'm old and feeble. And I got to lay aside my money to keep me in my old age. Well, you're doing that same right enough. Half starving your clerk, Billy Lampson, to do it. I pay Lampson for what he does. How much? That's my business and his. Sure, sure it is. And it's my business what I think of you. I'll get out of here and leave us be. All right. But if I'm robbed, Sheriff, I'll remember what you said. Yes. <laughs> Good for you, Sheriff. Yeah, give the blame coyote just what he deserves. He's had it coming to him right now. He sure did. Now, boys, here's the reward notice. There's the description of Red Barber. Them of you as can't read it and get someone else to read it for you. Fetch him in, dead or alive. And I'll see you get your share of the reward money. May I have a look at that picture? Oh, sure. Sure thing, stranger. Step right up. Thank you. Say, ain't you the fellow that arrived on the afternoon stage? Yes, I am. And you're the fellow Ebenezer was all head up about. Mysterious acting. <laughs> Do you see anything mysterious about me? Shucks, no. Hmm. Red Barbara. Yep. Aim to stay around town, stranger? Perhaps for a time. Well, you will find this a downright congenial town, and one that's easy to get along in. Till you bust the law. I don't mind no celebrations on Saturday. I don't mind if the boys sling guns in the air once in a while. But just don't you steal. Don't try to hurt no one. Don't cheat at cards, and don't be a four-flusher, and you'll get along all right. Thank you, Sheriff. That's good advice. Sheriff, you were speaking of Bill Lampson that works for Ebenezer Lawler. Yeah. Ain't Bill got an ailing wife? That's what he has. Poor gal's downright sick and needing doctor in bed. Should get taken to the coast where she can get some real doctor. Well, I was thinking maybe we ought to do something for Lampson. He's darn hard-working and awful young. Ain't more than 20 or thereabouts. So blame starved, you don't look more than 18. Ain't no wonder the way that ornery coyote Ebenezer keeps him working from sunup to late at night for hardly enough to buy victuals. That's so. Mark my words, boys. Billy's going to rebel some one of these days. That's what he's going to do. Mm, how do you mean, Sheriff? No man can stand seeing his wife ailing so and not having the cash to do nothing about it. Well, I'd help him if I could. Look, Sheriff, maybe between us we could get the money scraped up. No, and then could... it wouldn't do. Why not? I know that, boy. Trouble with Lampson is he's too blame proud. He wouldn't take our help. That's right. I try to make him borrow some cash for me. He wouldn't take a dime. Only thing we can do is to try and make old Ebenezer pay him more. Now, if we could only shame the old polecat into doing it, why... Fat chance of that. Hey, where's that stranger? I wanted to talk to him. He just went outside. Oh, drat it, and I didn't even get his name. to learn more about Red Barber. What you find out? Nothing just yet. The reward notice is posted. Notice got bullet hole? Well, Tonto, there's other reward notices. He's shot full of holes, so he's not far from here, though. Um, that's right. I learned of something else in the cafe, Tonto. What? That? It's about a man who needs help. Come on. We're going to a small cottage over yonder to see a fellow by the name of Lampson. His wife isn't well. What matter? He's struggling hard to support his wife. I want to see what he's like. We'll lead our horses. He doesn't live far. What we do for him? I don't know yet, Hunter. But if he's all I heard he is, I want to find a way to help him. We'll have a look inside his home. <coughs> there now, honey. Try to stop coughing. Billy, it's so that it's coughing. Here, take a drink of water, Nancy. Drink it, honey. It might help you some. 
Coffin's cell now. How was you today while I was working? Well, I, I wasn't bad, Billy, honest. I, I didn't cough much. Oh, Billy, I wish there wasn't such a hindrance to you. Don't say that, Nancy. You ain't no trouble to me, honey. You're all I got in the world. Oh, you have to work so hard and do all the cooking and cleaning to boot and doctor me, and, and I just lie here. I can't help a bit. Well, if only I could get well. You'll get well soon, Nancy. You will. Don't try to tell me that, Billy. I know better. Please don't try to lie to me that way. I know the truth now. I heard what the doctor told you. Oh, Nancy. He told you that I wouldn't live six months less than I got away from here. He said you ought to send me to the coast to a good doctor. He gave you the name of. But, honey, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Billy. I can't let you die. You know that. You're going to the coast, and what's more, you're going on the morning stage. Oh, Billy, please, dear, don't say things like that. I know you can't do it. It's not possible. You don't have to lie to me. But I got it arranged. It's all arranged, Nan, and I'm going with you. The stage comes through at daybreak, and you and me will be on it. Oh, Billy, you're, you're serious. Of course I am. But how can you do it? If it's cash you ain't about... You know it is. You ain't been able to save a thing out in what Mr. Lawler paid you. Maybe not, but I got the cash. Oh, Billy. I have. $500 cash money. I got it all. But where'd you get it? Now, don't you worry your head about that, honey. You just remember you ain't to worry about nothing at all. I got the money and we're leaving in the morning for the coast. No, we ain't, Billy. What do you mean? You got that money one of two ways, Billy. Either borrowed it or... Oh, you stole it. I borrowed it. But you ain't to mind that, honey. Just remember you're going to get well. Billy, if you borrowed the money without no way of paying it back, it's the same as stealing. But, honey... It's mortgaging your life for mine, Billy, and I ain't going to let you do it. But, Nancy... I'd sooner lose my life than to have it saved by stolen money. Nancy, honey, you got to think of me, too. You're everything in the world to me. As long as I have you, I... I got something to keep me going. But if... If I was to lose you, I reckon I'd die my own self. <coughs> oh, Billy... Honey, here... Here, drink this water. Oh, Lord, I wish there was something I could do for you. You here? Yes. Let's get away from the window. I know we must find a way to help that young couple. Come on, Silver. There must be something that can be done. Mm, that girl, plenty sick. The doctor's right. She can't live long in this climate. I say, him got money. Yes, Tato. I wonder... You think maybe him robbed, Storm? I'm afraid so, Tato. His love for his wife may have forced him to steal. What we do now? I want to think. There must be some way. We look for Red Barber now? No, Tato. We'll abandon the hunt for him for a while and see if anything... Tato! Huh? Look, yonder. A horseman. He was on the other side of the cottage. What him there for? It's too dark to tell. He must have heard what we did. We'll follow him. He might turn Lanson over to the law. Come on, Tato. Get on. Kyle Silver! Ranger and Tonto followed the rider, but the night was dark, and when they lost his trail, it was impossible to pick it up again. It's no use, Tonto. He's getting away from us. We spent enough time hunting for him. Him got plenty past horse. We must know the trails around here mighty well, too. Maybe we find track when daylight comes. It's our only chance of locating him. And that's a slim chance. This hard ground isn't likely to show tracks. Wait. Hold, Scott. Oh, oh, Silver. Oh. You hear? A horse. Maybe that him. But it is. He's coming back. That horse is heading this way. Not right. Wait. What is it, Tonto? That same horse. There it come. Now you see? Yes, and the girl's in the saddle now. Oh. Come on, Silver. Get up there. Get away from Wait, me. Wait, I want to speak to you. Let go of that oh, 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 o
let me go, won't you? Don't be afraid, young lady. I'm not going to rob you. Just let me ask you a couple of questions. No, no, I can't. I can't talk to nobody. That was part of my bargain. I, I'll lose this horse if I talk to anyone. We want to speak to you about the horse. No, no, let me go. I can't talk to you. I can't talk to no one. I promised the fella that give me this horse. I can't speak to nobody. I... Where is that fella now? I, I don't know. Don't be afraid of my mask. I want to find the man who gave you that horse, and I want you to tell me why he gave it to you. He just said he wouldn't be needing it no more after tonight. That's strange. Mm, it's plenty strange. What's that paper in your hand? Well, that's just... It looks to me like one of the notices telling of the reward for the capture of Red Barber. Uh, yeah. There's something written on the back of it. Oh, please, stranger. He, the fellow that, the fellow that gave me this and told me to take it to the sheriff and keep this horse for my own. He said if I got to the sheriff before 10 o'clock, he'd make me sorry for it. You know what this says? No, mister, I can't read. That man just scrawled it on there with a hunk of pencil and told me to get it to the sheriff, but not before 10 o'clock. Very well. You may take it home. But first, we'll see what it says. Before the next act of our Lone Ranger drama, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After he had grabbed the strange message written by the man who had disappeared into the night, the Lone Ranger sent the girl to town where she delivered the note to the sheriff at the cafe. Hey, fellas. Listen here. Quiet down, won't you? I got some important information. What you got, Sheriff? What's in that there paper, Sheriff? Listen, you mavericks. We got to get some riding and action aplenty before this year night's over. What's it all about? Let us in on it, Sheriff. My guns are limping right now. When do we start? Sure, I'm too. Calm down. Calm down. Boys, I learned us how Red Barber's right here in town. He's here, and I know where to capture that coyote. Count me in on it. I'm with you. Let's straddle horses and get going. Sure. Now, first off, where's that girl gone? Please, Mr. Sheriff, I didn't do nothing. Didn't say you did. What was said to you when you was getting this year paper? I, I was told to fetch it to you, but not before 10 o'clock. It ain't 10 yet. It, it ain't. It's only half past nine, girl. 
How come you showed up with it before you were supposed to? I can't tell Tom, Sheriff. Boys, we can catch Red Barber as he robs Ebenezer Lawler's store. He's aiming to rob it, and we'll get him red-handed. Come on, let's get moving. All right, let's go. My horse is outside. Get the reward. We'll all get some of it. Can't take chances with Red Barber. Shoot him on sight. One thousand dollars reward. Remember, boys, get him dead or alive. We'll get us. Dead or alive. We'll get Red and Tonto had already arrived at Lawler's store. They opened the door softly and found Red Barber crouching before the safe. Take it easy, Barber. You're covered. You got gun on you. Who are you? How'd you know I was here? We met the girl you gave that note to. First time in my life I ever done anything worthwhile and it's got to be spoiled. Why did you send that message to the sheriff? Ain't any of your business. You lawmen are... We're not lawmen. Just my luck. I suppose you'll come here to clean out the safe yourself then. We came here to see you. You ain't lawman then? No. Now look, there ain't nothing in this safe at all. You can come and see for yourself. Where did you put the money? That's for you or the law to find out, savvy? Wasn't the safe already robbed when you came here? Go on, you try to find out. I ain't got nothing to say. You wanted the sheriff to come here and catch you, didn't you? No, I don't hang it or swing by the neck. That's what you'll do if you're caught. Don't I know that? You wanted the sheriff to come here, find that safe was empty, and blame you for the robbery. All right, if you know so much, there ain't nothing for me to say. Why did you do it, Ren? Can't a man do one decent thing before he gets strung up? Look here, mister. You got my hands down, I admit that. You'll get the reward for capturing me. A thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. But will you do me one favor? What do you want me to do? I'm done for, I can savvy that. But I want to be the one that's blamed for robbing this safe. You heard what was said in Bill Lampson's home, didn't you? How'd you know? I heard it, too. You, you did? Yes. All right, then. Look here, stranger. You talk like a good hombre. You know how bad Bill Lampson needs that cash. You know what it'll mean to him? Yes, I do, Red. You know Ebenezer Lawler don't need it. He's got more money now that he can never spend. Perhaps he has. Then help me fix it so Bill Lampson can have the cash. It'll mean his wife can be saved. I'm willing to take the blame for it. I'm willing to hang for it if need be, though I didn't figure on that. Long and come. They're coming now? It isn't ten o'clock yet. They're coming too soon. Ah, but it don't matter. You got me anyhow. Ain't a chance for me to get away. Toto, bring up the horses. Uh, what are you going to do? You want to help Bill Lampson, Red? I sure not do. We'll both help him. We'll see that he doesn't use stolen money to save his wife's life. But there ain't no way. There is a way. Sheriff, men, stay close. What are you going to do? Come on, you can ride my horse with me. Where we go? You stay with us. Come on, Barbara. Get aboard my horse. Uh, I don't know who you are, stranger, but I'm trusting. Shoot him! 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 Shoot
Don't let him get away. The tree is red part. Never mind wasting your bullets. Keep him in sight. They're traveling fast. Get further away all the time. Keep after him. You can't hit him at this distance. Come on, bud. Just keep him in sight as long as you can. That white horse is easy to see. Lone Ranger, Red Barber, and Tonto reached Lamson's house far ahead of the sheriff's posse. Good Lord, where's the money you stole, Bill Lamson? I don't know. It's through them that catch you. Speak up, you. Where is it? It's right here. Believe me, Mister. He was going to take it back to the store. He seen it done wrong and taken it. He was just fixing to take it back when you came in. It's the truth, Mister. I was going to take it back. You can't take him away. No, no, Nancy. They catch me and I got to go. You won't believe what I say. We believe you, Mast. I didn't know. Shut you. up. We ain't the time to waste and talk. You know me. No, I don't. I'm Red Barber, and I'll take that cash. Remember, I'm the one who stole it. Listen, Bill. There's a thousand dollars reward money for me, and you're the one who captured me. I don't say it. Go on, stranger. You get out in here. Get out while you can. And thanks for letting me leave this world with one good thing to my credit. They're coming for you, Red. Then you get out, pronto. There ain't no reason for you to get catched. Yeah, no savvy does at all. What's the door Listen, about? Listen, kid. You need cash bad. Mighty bad. Come on. You're getting $1,000 reward for me. And it'll all be yours. You mean trade your life for $1,000? Yeah. And remember this, kid. You wouldn't have got the chance to do it if I hadn't stolen and done most everything else a man can do. That's bad. Yeah, he, he... But listen, mister, I can't stop and listen. There's one thing you can't do. You've come mighty close to stealing. You see where it fetched me? Well, don't do it. Here, quick. Take this gun and hold it on me. I'll keep this one. Yeah, but I don't Never mind it. trying to savvy anything. Keep back again the wall there. You got your cuffs in there, Barbara. Come out with your hands up. You won't get me alive. Come out, or we'll come after you. Come on, then. You keep back up in the line of fire now. Please, Mr. Wheaton. Quiet now. Come on, if you think you're man enough. But I warn you, Sheriff, you better come in shooting. This is your last chance, Barbara. You won't leave that house alive if you don't come out. <laughs> Come on, try to get me. You can't get me. I'll show you. I still got one gun left. I... <laughs> Good shooting, boys. I hear you don't. Yes, we got you at last, Red. Pick him up, boys. To tote him outside. Sorry, Lamson. We're doing this in your place. We figured he'd hide out here, the coyote. He was fixing to drill us if we hadn't. Yeah, but you don't know. Boys, understand. here's the money he stole right here on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him outside, boys. I got him. Come on, Randy. Sorry, Lamson. We won't bother you no more. I'll be right glad to see you get that reward. You ornery killer. <laughs> I I won't swing, Sheriff. Not me. I'm cashing in my checks. Fast. I, I want to talk. Put him down, boys. <laughs> Sheriff will look at the gun I I pointed at you. Hey? T- take a look. Why? There ain't no cartridges in it. <laughs> I didn't want to kill no more folks. I, but I wanted you to shoot me so so as I couldn't swing. Mm. How come you give up shooting so sudden? Sheriff, is, is Lamson 
Going to get the reward? Yes, Red. Reckon he is. Look, Sheriff, he... He needs it. There ain't no doubt about that. It's a slick chance for us to force cash on him in spite of his pride. It sure is. There's so many of us, it wouldn't be hardly nothing if it was divided between us. You're right, sir. Tell me, Sheriff, that... that you'll see Lamson get the reward. All right. I will. I'll see that he gets it. Sheriff, he... He don't know me. I, I don't reckon he'd ever seen me. Don't... Don't never tell him that he's... That he's... Paul was a... Crook. I get it. Barbara, you lived by the gun, but you're dying like a man. Now answer me one thing. Yeah? Who was the fellows with you at that store? <laughs> answer me, Red. Who was he? What's he look like? He, he was a, a... a short, fat feller. <laughs> just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger.
The pioneers who first settled in the western United States had to fight Indians and outlaws. And though the odds were heavy against them, there was one man to whom they could turn for help. That was the masked rider of the plains. It was he who brought law and order to the frontier and made peace and security possible for the honest ranchers and their families. Now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the Barnes Ranch! Someone's waiting on the trail ahead! Hello, Silver! Away! our story opens, Joe Barnes, who had been a guest at his brother's home for supper, picked up his hat and prepared to leave the ranch house for his cafe in town. <laughs> Pete, you're the luckiest fellow I know of. You got a wife that can outcook anybody I ever heard tell of, and a young'un that's grown so fast to be a top end before you know it. <laughs> I reckon it ain't everybody that's been as lucky as me. I ain't complaining, am I, Molly? <laughs> you just better not. Well, I'll be running along now. Sorry I can't stay and spend the evening with you. You're welcome anytime, Joe. We ain't seen much of you lately. Shucks, I reckon you know how running the cafe keeps a fella busy. Yep, I suppose. <laughs> Doggone horse. He's seen me, so he's anxious to get started for home and oats. Well, good night, all. Good night, Joe. Come through again. Good night, Uncle Joe. Good night, Davy. Steady there, blast you. Maybe you folks can come to town and visit me sometime. We'll see about it. Get up there. Get up there. And again, maybe it'll be fixed so they won't get to town. Come on there, Blackie. Get on there. There's a grove of trees where I told the fellas to meet me. You just better be there. I'll have something to say to them that'll blister their hides. Get on there. This ought to be just about it. So blessed dark, I can't hardly see a thing. Oh, there. Oh, oh. Red. Hey, Red. Are you here? That you, Joe? Who else are you thinking it'd be? Where are you? Just a second. Come on, fellas. I was beginning to think you was going to stay there all night. Oh, get away as soon as I could. How about the ranch? Everything's set? <laughs> you won't have no trouble at all. Most of the hands are in town. What's left, you can take care of easy. Pete said they was in the bunkhouse. Mm. Your brother don't suspect nothing, does he? Him? <laughs> that fool don't know enough to suspect anything. Well, ain't no use standing here talking. I'll get back to town so nobody will suspicion me and you'll get started. Hold on a minute. Yeah. I happen to know a few things, too. One of them is that Pete's got cash hid away somewhere. What if he has? You got any objections to our getting a hold of it for part of our pay? You'll do no such thing. In the first place, you don't keep it hidden in the house. If you go to looking for it, you'll waste too much time. <laughs> we could sort of persuade one of them to talk. Nope. Forget about that cash. After you finish them off, the ranch will come to me. Then you'll get every cent I promised you. And if that ain't enough to satisfy us, say so now. Who oh, we ain't kicking. Then get on about your business. I'll stay in town long enough for an alibi and meet you over to the old cabin to hear how you come out. Understood? That old line cabin, you mean? The same. We'll be there. You better be. Well, I'm heading for town. Get up there. Come on. Get up there. Half an hour later, as the Lone Ranger and Tonto raced through the night, they saw a red glare in the sky to the west. Oh, 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 oh. What matter? Let's have them in the distance. Oh, they're fire. Can't be signal fires. Too big for that. I wonder. Maybe house burn. It must be. That's just about where the buildings of the barn ranch should be. Ah. Come on, Tonto. We won't go to town yet. We'll cut across country and see if we can't help. 
Masked man and his faithful Indian companion urged their horses to their greatest speed. But swiftly as the two men rode, the fire had almost completed its work from they drew near the ranch house. The place seems deserted, Tonto. Uh, I don't understand why the people who live here wouldn't stay to keep the fire from spreading to the other buildings. We'll take a look around, Tonto. I'm afraid it's too late to save anything from the ranch house. You you look. What is this? There, Mark, many horse. Those hoofprints were made recently. I wonder why those riders left. There, boy. Well, the corral. Maybe he can tell us what happened. Uh, then come. Oh, please, mister. Get my mother back. Just... You... You're missed. It's all right, son. Tonto and I are not outlaws. Here, now. See if you can't tell us what's happened. Even... Even if you are, you... You ain't one of them that killed Paul. Your father was killed? <laughs> come now, if you cry, you won't be able to tell us about it. If that happens, then we can't help you. I, I'll try not to cry, mister. Paul... Paul, you say it was only woman folks crying. What's your name? Davey Dave Barnes. Pete Barnes, son? Uh-huh. Tell him, was Pete Barnes the owner of this ranch that was killed? Uh-huh. Dave, who did it? I never seen him before, mister. They they just rode up to the house, run off the hands, and killed Paul without giving him a chance. And what happened to your mother? They they tried to get her to tell where Paul is cash, but, but she wouldn't do it. But where is she now? They, they said they were going to make her talk. And then, then they heard you calling to your horse and they rode off. They, they took her along. Oh, please, mister, get her back, won't you? You just got to. We certainly will, Dave. Did they try to harm you? Ma, ma, she made me run a knife when the trouble started. But why did they set fire to the house? Mark tried to get away from them and bumped the table with the lamp. I see. Hello. Must have been the footprints left by the outlaws we noticed. What's that? Maybe it posse. The fire was probably seen in town. Perhaps one of Pete Barnes' men got there and reported what happened. Uh, if that's the case, they'll shoot first and ask questions afterward. Here, Silver. Here, Scouts. The child's safe. We haven't time to explain ourselves. Yep. Come on, Tonto. We're following those outlaws to the hills. Huh? Be ready. I'll save them up there. Sheriff and the men who rode with him soon found that their mounts were no match for those of the masked man and Tonto. And finally, they turned back to the ranch house. We see them as they draw their horses to a halt by the smoldering remains. Oh, 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 oh. you. Them crooks sure ruined your brother's place, and no mistake. And I'll bet my saddle I know who done it. Here, you do? This looks like the work of Red Purvis and them pesky mavericks that travel with him. If I ever get them where I can. Joe, there's the young one, Davy. Who will I be? Davy, come here. Well, you saw Lane here didn't do this. Huh? Wasn't they one of Red Purpose's gang? I, I don't know about that, Sheriff. But if, if it hadn't been for them, I'd have been killed, too. Tarnation. <laughs> and we almost drilled the wrong fellas. Say, Joe, what's ailing you? You look as if you'd seen a ghost. It's nothing, Sheriff. I, well, I reckon I was kind of surprised seeing the boy was still alive. Yeah? You know yourself, Sheriff, when Zeke rode into town telling about the raid, he said that it looked like them outlaws aimed to kill off everybody in the ranch house. Mm, it's too bad Zeke and Clem were the only punchers here. Maybe this wouldn't have happened. Sheriff! Huh? What is it, Bob? 
away with him. What's that? She's alive, too? They, they tried to make her tell where Boss Cash was. Why, the double-crossing... What'd you say, Joe? Yeah, why, I was just saying the dirty skunks ought to be hung for a trick like that. Hmm, I'm just wondering what we're going to do with Davy. Don't take me away, Sheriff. Shucks, you can't stay here the way things are. Uh, Davy, you come home with me. But... Of course but you will. I'm your uncle, ain't I? But I don't want to go. Now, Davy, I reckon Joe's got the right of it. Your pa being dead and your ma gone, it's your uncle's place to look after you. Oh, all right. Give me your hand, Davy. I'll help you into the saddle. Up with it. There you are. Well, Sheriff, what do you think we ought to do now? Go back to town. That's all we can do. But by heaven, the cooks that did this is going to pay and pay plenty. All right, men. Come on, get up there. Get up there. In the meantime, Tonto and the Lone Ranger followed the outlaws. Their trail was an open book to the keen-eyed Indian. Hurry, old fellow. Tonto, I don't think we can be more than ten minutes behind them now. Uh, the main thing is to rescue Dave's mother. When she's safe, we can try to capture the outlaws. Oh, we get them. Come on, Silver. Quick. What's the matter, Silver? Silver, go on, Tonto. Silver wouldn't have stopped. Tonto, look. There, heap big drop. It's a break in the flat, Tonto. Silver saw it before we did. Come on, old boy. We'll get close and have a look at it. That's close enough, old fellow. Look below, Tonto. You can't see the bottom. That must be a drop of at least a thousand feet. All right, plenty deep. We lost the outlaws' trail. Them come this way. But how could they have crossed? No horse could make that jump. Let's have a look. Give me some. Stay there, Silver. That how them cross? Do you see something? Yeah. You look. There. There was a small bridge here. Yes. You can see where the timber supported it on this side. Huh? They knew about this bridge, Tonto. They chose this trail for that reason. And when they crossed the bridge, they must have chopped the supports away on the other side. Yes, and with those supports chopped away, the timbers on this side were too weak to hold the bridge and it fell below. Isn't that right? Well, we've got to find some way to follow. A woman screaming. Maybe them hurt her. Yeah, it was a stop in those woods. I believe they can't be followed further. Again, quick, get your rope. Ah, uh, me get it. What do you do? You see that stump across the way, directly opposite? Uh-huh. Me see it. We'll rope that stump, pull the rope tight, and fasten to the tree right here. And I'll cross the rope hand over hand. Oh, that plenty dangerous. You fall, you get killed. We'll have to chance it. Do you hear that? Hurry, Tato, hurry! All right, I'll ask you once more. Where did Pete hide his cash? I won't tell you, I won't. You might just as well, ma'am. You ain't gonna live long enough to spend any of it anyhow. Oh, you'll kill me whether I tell you or not. Rick, she's the stubbornest critter I ever seen. Maybe we ought to keep on going for a spell before we ask her again. What for? There's nobody can get across a gap. We're safe enough. And before I'm through, she's going to talk and talk plenty. Now, look here. There's a chance, just a chance, mind you, that if you tell us what we aim to know, we'll let you go. I don't care what you do. I've got nothing to say. Why, you... That wasn't one of our horses. We've been followed. Come on. Let's see what it is. Anyways, he can't... There's a fellow hanging by his hands from a rope. He's coming to this side. He's sure got nerves. Get your knives. Cut that rope. Cut the rope and drop into those rocks down below. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
also the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, crossing the chasm hand over hand, was discovered by the outlaws on the other side. They rushed forward to cut the rope and send the masked man plunging to his death. Hurry up and cut that rope. I got my knife here. I'll cut it. Look out! There's another fellow on the other side. He's shooting at us. Run for cover. Oh, I said cut that rope first. I ain't going to get drilled. Get back to the tree. Hey, yellow coyote. If you aim to get drilled, cut it yourself. I can't do nothing alone. Then come on back with us. We'll drill him after he climbs up. I'm coming. Oh, I'm no use for our risking ourselves out there in the open, boss. The yellow fellow would have got us for sure. Oh, last him. There he is. Climbing up. Oh, last that partner of his. We should have finished him. How are you shooting? Look. The other fellow's starting to climb across the roof. Come on. Get back with the trees, the thicker. Even if they do get across, we get them holed up. They can't break through us. That's right. We take cover where we're safe. Then we can pick them off any time we get ready. That's good sense. Yeah, here. This is good enough. The second hombre's almost across. <laughs> That's just fine. But when they're both on this side, I got a notion they'll wish they'd stayed where it was healthy. I'll see if I can't hit one of them. You missed. Ah, it's just doggone light. If the moon only stays out behind them clouds, I could aim better. Now they're both across. Look where they're going. They're running for them rocks. Pick them off. Ah, they made it. It don't matter. We can wait about. Well, I'll be. What's wrong, boss? Look. Back, back where the horses are. Ah, I don't see nothing. That's just it. The fool, the woman. She cleared up. Didn't nobody have sense enough to watch her? Where'd she get to? I can I can tell you. Huh? She sneaked away and circled around. Right now, she's behind them rocks with the polecats that followed us. Keep on Well, anyway, we know where the three of them are. Now let them try and get out of that spot alive. Below the level of the rocks, Mrs. Barnes. I, I will. Tell them we're in a bad place. All right. Plenty bad. If only these rocks to protect us. We can't retreat because of that chasm. It'd be suicide to attempt to go ahead on foot. Mm. We're badly outnumbered. And our ammunition is limited. But they're worse. They can wait until our bullets are gone and rush us. Or simply sit back and starve us out. Mm, that's right. You got plan? If it wasn't for Mrs. Barnes, I'd suggest attacking and taking our chances. Ah. Please. Please don't think of me. Do what you think is best. No, Mrs. Barnes. We'll all escape, or none of us will escape. But... That Silver. Look at him, Santo. He knows we're in trouble, and he wants to help. Ah, uh, him fine horse. There's nothing he can... Him, him back up? He's going to try to jump across. He'll never make it, Santo. No, Silver. Stay back. You hear me, Silver? Stay back. Him come anyhow. It's running. No horse can make a jump like that. It, it just isn't look, possible. Look, look. If he falls... Fellow, he made it. Oh. Good old fellow. Here, Silver. Here, old boy. Oh, him keep fine horse. I wouldn't have thought it possible unless I'd seen it with my own eyes. Silver's the finest horse in the world, Mrs. Barnes. That's your old fellow. Now, my dear. Silver's given us a chance, Kim Osabe. We'll have to act fast. Uh-huh. You think you could ride Silver through those outlaws? Uh-huh. But you not stay here. Yes, I don't believe it's best. Silver could carry the three of us. But I don't want to have a woman run the risk of being shot. But I told you... Wait, Mrs. Barnes. Have a plan that'll work. Get him out of town. Uh-huh. Be ready. As soon as the moon goes under a cloud again, we'll show those men something they don't expect. Here to the Mississippi and never find another horse that could make a jump like that one just did. Stand on one side, boss. I'll put a bullet in it. Well, you put that gun down. But, boss. You drill that horse and I'll drill you. That's the finest horse flesh i ever seen. I'm saving it for myself. Huh? You heard me, didn't you? You mean you're going to take that horse? You just bet I am. When we finish them two fellas and a woman off, I'm going to have me a real horse. Well, I can't blame you none for wanting it. If you're set on shooting something, Lefty, try to draw a bead on them two-footed critters. It's getting too dark again to see good, boss. The clouds are beginning to cover up the moon. Well, we'll get them in the morning, anyhow. Uh-huh. And then we'll see... Get them up! Get them up! Uh, I'm making a break for it! Drill them! Come on! Come on! 
He's coming right at me. Watch out. Redskin, he's alone. He'll tremble us. Out of my way. Get him up. Silver. He got through. I'll fix him. You can't get another bone at that speed. You blessed doggone fools. You let my horse get away. He wants your horse. Just as good as. Why, your horse. Huh? Where's the other two? The first fellow to climb across the rope and the woman. Why didn't they ride out? Hmm, that's funny. Maybe they were shot and we never knew it. I gosh, I bet they was. They wouldn't have stayed behind if they wasn't. We'll go see. Come on, fellas. Keep your guns handy and if you're fired at, take the cover. You just bet we will. And if you sight them first, shoot the kill. Funny they don't do something. Careful. Maybe it's just a trick. They're gone. No. If you don't believe me, look for yourself. Well, of all the... Now, what could have happened to them? I got it. Huh? Look at where they was, boss. They could have crawled from here back to that rope without our seeing them. Well, what about it? Just look at the rope. Rope flew. You see what happened, boss? He tried to carry the woman back across, and the rope broke with a double weight. Just so. They probably figured the engine would draw our fire while they was getting away. But they never made it. That means they're all smashed to pieces on them rocks below. They must be. <laughs> Good enough. That's two of them accounted for. And the engine, he don't matter. Nobody around here would believe anything a redskin said anyhow. Just the same. I wish he hadn't got away. Well, it couldn't be helped. Let's get to our horses. We still got to meet Joe and tell him how we come out. Oh. Come on, boys. Red Purvis and his followers mounted and rode to the cabin where they agreed to meet Joe Barnes. When they arrived, they found Joe waiting for them. You double-crossing polecats. Get in there. I've been waiting to say a few things to you fellas. Now, look here. We've done the best we could, Joe. Yeah? Well, first off, you let the young get away from you. I told you to clean out the whole family. But I told Shut you... Up we... and listen. And on top of that, you figured on disobeying orders. When I told you to forget about the cash Pete had hit away, I meant it. There were no harm in trying to make the woman talk, was there? Where is she now? Chuck, she's done for it, Joe. Right now, she's smashed up on them rocks back in the hills. You sure of that? Well, yeah, so I... he ain't, eh? She must be, Joe. Anyhow, we'll make sure in the morning. I'll send Squint back to have a look. Sure. And how about the kid? You know why I wanted them all killed. Pete had the richest spread around these parts. But as long as there's just one of his family living, I can't claim it. The reason we didn't get him, Joe, and the fellas was riding towards the ranch house. We had to run for it. But we can still fix him somehow. Never mind that. I'll take care of him. Yeah? He's at my house in town right now. I know what I'm going to do. But if everything works out all right, it won't be the fault of you, fellas. You made more mistakes tonight than I made in my whole life. You've done good work, Tonto, but you've been in the saddle for hours. You've had to ride around the gap to get your horse and back again to us. Time you returned to camp and... No, Tonto, not tired. Me here, outlaw scheme. You did? Uh, me follow him to old cabin. Tonto tell you when he ride. Me want help... Outlaw. Yep. Very well, then. Keep us happy. Yep. You come, Mrs. Boss. All right? Yes, sir. Come on, let's get him up, Scout. You've got to believe me, Sheriff. Gosh, I don't see no reason why you'd lie to me. But it still don't seem possible. I'll prove everything I've said. And Pete's wife is outside there? She is. Well, where's Joe Barnes? Well, just about a half an hour ago, I seen him ride by going towards his place. A half hour ago? Then there's no time to waste, Sheriff. Dave's life is in danger this very minute.
Ain't you tired yet, Davy? Uh, I don't want to sleep, Uncle Joe. I just can't sleep. Sure, I savvy how you feel. But I got something here that'll make you rest. And tomorrow you can get up again and give us some help in finding your maw. What's that drink, Dr. Pinson? It's what I said would help you get to sleep. There. It's all ready and it won't harm your might. Do I have to drink it? <laughs> Shucks, I know what's best for you and what ain't. Now you drink this down and in no time at all you'll be dozing off. <laughs> yes, sir, you'll be ready for a good long sleep. Give me it, Uncle Joe. Sure. Now you just take What the...
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!